1: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving.
2: This is James Loving. I'm hosting Loving That Sports Talk today, and I have my guest back in the studio, Brent Casanoff. How you doing, Brent? Hey, good, James, man. Thanks for having me back. it's good to have you back. Well, it's a pleasure to
3: be here. I know we got a lot to talk about today, uh, a lot of NFL action, and uh,
2: yeah, we we'll go ahead and get started. Yeah, I, we was, uh, before we got on the air, we were just sitting here, my whole we'll jump right into it about Minnesota. You know, we was arguing about that, about Brett, and I still don't agree what you say. You know, you talk about Brett is this wonderful player, but all those throws that he's been doing, yeah, they look good during the season, you know, and they winning, you know, sometimes they pull it out, but every time when it's the crucial game, the championship game, those those passes don't go. I, I agree with you in the sense that uh, he does try to force way too many
3: passes because I think uh, his ego kind of gets in the way. He he thinks he can make every single throw every single time, and uh, you know I think cause his 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 body and his uh, his brain ain't catching up to his uh, what he what he thinks he can
2: do and what he you know what's reality. Well, you were sitting there trying to convince me that you know if Brett was with the um, Cardinals. The record would be a little bit better. Do you really think that? Because I think, you know, if you surround yourself with the team that Brett with Minnesota, they're a better team than the Cardinals. Uh, and Brett seems to be on every team that's a great team.
3: Yeah, and agreed. And I think, though, that uh, you, know, you look at, uh, you know, if you want to talk about the Cardinals, for example, you got no leadership there whatsoever. You got Max Hall, you got Derek Anderson, it's going back and forth, back and forth. I think uh, I think the players believe that Brett Favre can still make the throws, can still make the plays, um, and I, and I think that's important. I think once you get a little bit of an attitude, I, I think that's what uh, maybe makes a difference between being three and five, and maybe being five and three right now. If you're a, if you're a Cardinal fan, so as what I'm hearing
2: from you is it's okay to Brett playing with Minnesota right now, and because of their records, not because of him, because I think you know. We don't know what Travis Jackson would have would did, but I think he would do a little bit better what Brett's doing, you know. I'm not putting it all on Brett.
3: I agree. I think that, uh, you know, Tavares deserves a chance, um, but I do think that uh, uh, if I'm one of the Adrian Petersons and I'm the you know the defense, I want a proven quarterback out there. Um, <laughs> you know, I think if you're a Cardinal fan, you take Kurt Warner back <laughs> today, even though he hasn't played in a, a year and a half. You know what I mean? Well, so. that's
2: different. I mean, you know.
3: We're talking about people that are, you know, probably past their prime, that should probably be retired, but I still think that, uh, you know, players believe in in proven leadership and proven, you know, uh, what they've done in the past, and, you know, they both won Super Bowls, and you're talking about Tavares Jackson, you're talking about Derek Anderson, you're talking about Max Hall, uh, that ain't gonna cut it.
2: Well, I agree with you on that, but when you at that age, and like you say, don't you know when you're hurting the team, I'll help them. And I think Brett hurting them more than he helped them. So you gotta, you got to look as a, as a proven player and say, you know what, i got to let this team move on without because I'm hurting them more and I'm helping them. And I don't want to defend Brett Favre
3: because I told you before, I'm not, uh, not really in his corner anymore, but I still think if you watch him throw the ball, he still throws a very pretty pass. He still is pretty accurate. It's just I think he thinks he can thread that needle every single time anymore and it ain't gonna happen.
2: Well, I I already, you know, we gotta let all our listeners know that you're a Minnesota fan, so we gotta let them know that, right? (laughs) It's true. I am a Minnesota (laughs) fan, but I tell you
3: what, uh, you know what, it is what it is, and, uh, you know, they ain't going anywhere this year, (laughs) and maybe it's time to give, you know, Jackson a chance, but, uh, you know, Brad Childress is, is, you know, realistically, he's out of his job at the end of this year. I mean, you know, he almost got fired for uh, releasing Randy Moss, um, you know, talk of ownership wanting to to you know fire him just for that, but I, I think he he's made his uh, he made his case that Brett Favre is sort of the savior, and he's going to ride Brett Favre no matter what uh, until the end of the season. And then I think at the end of the season they'll be looking for a new coach.
2: Well, and you know, and, and I want to you know not jump off this, but you know, all these coaches, you got children, you got um, Wade Phillip, you got um, Mike Singletary, Lovey Smith, maybe in Chicago. Um, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I would like to get your opinion on it. Coaches don't play the game for you, you know. So, but you see all these teams where you know the team start playing bad, the coach get blamed. I think players play the game. Coaches put you in position to win or the the game plan, right? But why so many coaches get blamed when the team just give up on you? Because like we was talking about that Dallas game, those players gave up. Did they give up on themselves or the coach?
3: Well, I think uh, you know, you let's talk about this past weekend. Yeah. I think I think the players in Dallas, I think they gave up not only on themselves, but they gave up mm-hmm. on their coach. Whereas I think in Minnesota, you know, they had every reason to to give up on Brad Childress and and I think they found a way to win not for Childress, but I think they found a way to win for themselves.
2: Well, and and I can see that, but Minnesota is a whole different team than Dallas. Dallas and well, the quarterback hurt. That's funny. They got a lot of injuries, you know, but Minnesota's still got their team intact. Yeah, Don't Minnesota you think st- that, that um, stride to win is more than Dallas? Yeah, I
3: think you, you, Brett Fierce playing with a broken ankle. I mean, you talk about somebody that's hurt. I mean, and it's I, – I really think what it boils down to is is the the players you're, – you're absolutely right. The players, you know, are the ones that are responsible for making the plays, for winning the games, whether they win, lose, mm-hmm. what have you, but um, – when things aren't going right, you know as well as I do. The, somebody's gotta take the blame Somebody. and and the captain of the ship is usually the one that's gonna be uh you know, kinda going down with that. So
2: Wade Phillips, would you have fired him? Definitely. Lovey Smith, Chicago, would you fired him? Would you fire him? Not right yet. Okay. What about um I
3: think I think when you're talking about Dallas, you're talking about uh you know, you and I sat back here. But back in July, we talked about who we think is going to be in the playoffs, who's, who's going to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, Dallas was in, Dallas was in the mix. They were they were the talk. You know, I don't think anybody's talked about Chicago being in the playoffs, being in the Super Bowl. I think uh, you know you don't fire a coach in midseason unless you're something like a Dallas oh, no. situation where you are one seven and they came out with an absolutely pathetic performance uh, against Green Bay.
2: What? Well, Pathetic. You, well you're getting fired because the expectation of your team. On on paper, it looks like you're a winner. On paper. But then when you get out there, like you say, um, Dallas, on paper it looked like a winner. Minnesota, it looked like they're only winner. Brad Childress, he out of a job, you know? Yeah. Um, I think Lord. Smith got br- been
3: I think Brad Childress might have, you know, at least saved his job for at least another week. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? The <laughs> the players responded. They they found a way to win that game. I mean, it's the Cardinals, so I'm not surprised, but um you know the the players ultimately have to 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 make the plays, and if they don't, somebody's got to take the blame. You're not. What are you going to do? You're not going to you're not going to get rid of your your running back or your wide receiver. You got to get rid of somebody else. And I think that's the coach. and I think Wade Phillips not only um, uh, got fired; he deserved to be fired.
2: Well, and, and I have to disagree with you on that a little too, because I think you know he put it out there. You know, you you got to look at your you know Wade it's not really running that team. You know, Jerry Jones is, and I think Jerry needs to step back. When you see these um, owners, you know, on the field and, and you know, stay on owner. You know, like, I mean, jump to, like, Mark Cuban the basketball. You know, there's a point where you stay up where you at and leave, let the coach coach down there.
3: Oh, absolutely. I agree, and I think, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, the Oakland's and the, and the Dallases right. where you've got uh, an owner that's really more hands-on than maybe they should be. Um, I think you're going to run into that situation, but I think if you're a head coach and you are – Applying for that job, you, you, you kind of know what the territory is before you even actually get into the thing. So, um, did, you know, did Wade Phillips think he was going to run the show uh, in Dallas? Absolutely no. not. So, you know what? It is what it is. Your team doesn't respond. You're
2: out of a job. Okay. Denver Broncos. Daniel, you think he should be fired?
3: Uh, again, I think uh, you want to talk about the trade for you know Peyton Hillis for Brady Quinn <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> on paper, right there. That might be reason enough, but uh, no, I don't think anybody should be fired midseason. I, I do think, uh, b- with the exception of Wade Phillips, I think he's. <laughs> they had a team that on paper was supposed to be it, and when you look at the effort that they presented against. Green Bay the other night. You want to talk about Minnesota and Arizona. You want to talk about Dallas and Green Bay. Minnesota gave effort. Dallas didn't give any effort. And when there's no effort, I think that falls on the coach.
2: Well, and and, and I agree with you on that. But if if you have a, a, a player that you're paying ten million a year, you got to play him. But if he's not out there to produce, what do you do? You sit him. It's, I mean, you can't because then you know you're looking at I'm paying him ten million off to sit the bench. Well, I'll tell you what, if if it's Boils down to
3: winning a ball game or losing a ball game, and I thought I had a better chance playing you know Mr. one million dollar player versus Mr. Ten million dollar player I don't care i'm playing the one million dollar player
2: now that's that's uh, you know you're going to do that, but you know you got a guy. You and got Jerry oh, Jones. He's right. pulling the
3: strings. You're absolutely right. right. So, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, Jerry Jones really probably should fire himself. He should stay out of business and let a let a you know a coach that uh, can go in and actually run an organization, uh, and, and is not necessarily a yes man. Uh, you know, take the reins and and run with that thing. So
2: well, that's what's going on in Oakland. You got you know Al Davis running it. You know, but everybody when he don't want to deal with you, you out of there. But I won't sit and run the team, you know. which you should stay at, you know, being an owner.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I think if you're if you're a coach, you need to uh, to understand what your situation is before you make a decision on whether you're going to coach or not. Um, I, I understand some of these, you know, uh, Tom cables. They want a job, so they're going to do whatever they can to get an NFL head coaching job. Um, and you know, give him a little bit of credit. He's 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 making a case this year that maybe he he's turning that team around a little bit. Um, but you know, Wade Phillips, when you're one in seven and you got super Super Bowl aspirations,
2: yeah, but so long. You, you said if you got a ten million dollar man and he's not playing good, but you got one million dollar, you'll play that one. Is that the same case that happened with Donovan? You got a, a man that's making that amount of money.
3: I don't understand, set
2: him, you know?
3: I don't understand that. Uh, I do not understand that okay. situation whatsoever. I think uh, uh, you look at somebody like Donovan McNabb, he, he's a class act. He, he works hard. He's respected in the locker room. Uh, I, to this day, I don't know what Shanahan was thinking.
2: Yeah, and that's what you say when you got a, a guy like that. You don't set no guy like that. You know, I can't. I mean, even if he's playing, but you got to let him play out of it, you know. And then if he still can't play out of it, then you set him.
3: Yeah, I don't think you take him out of the, uh, you know, late in the game on right. a two-minute offense uh, when he's been your starting quarterback <laughs> all year long. I mean, you know, set him at the beginning of the game if you, if, if you got an issue with him, but you don't take him out and, and say he doesn't have, a you know, A, an understanding of the offense, or or B, he's, he's you know out of shape. I, I don't buy that.
2: You know, and um, and I want to, you know, we're going to discuss when we come back for a break because I really want to get your opinion because I know my opinion about it, and I'm going to tell you about it. But when is enough is enough with these athletes when they're making all this money and they're a star that they can just ruin the team, you know, like a, how T.O. do it. But what I'm referring to is Randy Moss. When is enough with with Randy that every team he goes to, you know, you think you're bigger and better than the team and you act a fool just to get traded and when you get traded to different teams? so I won't
3: It'll be interesting because
2: I, I have my opinion on him as well, too, James. So uh, when we come back from break... This is Jane Lovey Hosting Love and Sport Talk with my guest Brent in the studio, and we'll see you in a little bit. The opening kickoff is a beauty.
1: Sports channel
0: get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion but respects yours as well the beginning of every week is crunch time with Keenan Howery. we'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general it's Crunch Time with Keenan Howery. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly
1: ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. he shot. got it with 2.8 seconds. Left to left. I don't care where they put
4: him. is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. We cover everything.
1: Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
2: Uh, this is Jane Loveback host of Love Night Sports Show, Loving That Sports Talk, and I have my grand guest Brent. And still, you ain't leaving me, did you, Brent? I'm here, James. So we're gonna. I think I kind of um, want to hear what you have to say, you know. And um, before we went on break, I was telling you about when is he athletes enough, and I want to start off with Randy Moss. You know, I don't know what happened in New England. You know, something happened for them to trade him. When you trade somebody with his um, talent, and you know, just can do things to your deep to defense, yeah, and you get rid of them. Some had to happen, but they they said you know they just want to get rid of them. Then you go to Minnesota. You only there. What? How many games was it? Like two games, four, four games, four I games, think games yeah, like, that. like that. And then you, tra- I mean, then you, you you release them. You don't trade them. You say get out of here. You know <laughs> when is it? You know I mean, I'm I'm a fan of players. I mean players when they on the, you know the field. You go through things. You know you act a fool. You know you might not like the placement call. And I like a, a com- somebody to compete. Come on, you know what, what do you think about that situation, with Randy?
3: Well, I'll tell you what, James, and you know, uh, I think you and I maybe mentioned it or talked about it earlier. About uh, you know, I think Randy Moss's deal is this: is that he can't uh, he can't accept the fact that he's not you know the man anymore, um, and that it's not all about Randy. Uh, I think you know if he could go um, to a situation where he could accept his role. Uh, and still be, you know, a productive member of that team, but uh, you're not going to get, you know, ten or twelve looks at you every right. single game, and you might only catch one or two passes here and there, and you're going to have your occasional, you know, two touchdown game, but you're going to have quite a few games where you're maybe more of a decoy than anything else. Yeah. I think if he could accept that role, um, he'd be a good fit for an NFL team. But do I think he can accept that role? Uh, he hasn't shown that he can, so until he does, I-, I don't believe it. So,
2: But don't you hear after they do the interviews at the game, the players talk about it's not about stats, it's all about winning, and then you see them get in the game and then want to get traded because they're not getting the ball? Is that because they want the stats or because they're competitive? They want to win the game for them. Which one do you think it is?
3: Um you know i think it's it's kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth. I really right. do I think you know uh, it's it's all good and happy to sit there and say that uh, you know hey i 'm all about the team, and I just want the w s and um, but you know they're also looking at the contracts and looking at next year, and you know mm-hmm. when you go down to to negotiate, you know this it's it 's all about hey, what did you do on the field and right. uh, how many how many catches did you have? how many touchdowns did you have? Uh, not you know how many times did you pull triple coverage so we could throw the ball to somebody else
2: would you have them on your team? would you pick them up? Let's say you was a team like, um, I mean, I mean. Well, I will tell you I what. I mean,
3: let's put it this way. If if I'm Tennessee, right. do I pick him up? Um, you know, I sat down and I thought about that a little bit, and th- honestly, I think yeah, I think I would take yeah. a chance on Randy Moss for the for the rest of the uh, rest of the year. You know, Tennessee right now sitting at five and three, yeah. tied up with Indy, five and three. You look at Tennessee's record for the rest of the year excuse me their schedule for the rest of the year. Uh, they got a tough. Tough little road to go here, you know. It's probably going to take ten wins for them to make the playoffs. When you're talking about, you got, you know, you got uh, either if you don't win the division, you're going to have to win the wild card, and you got, you know, Indianapolis in your division, you got Pittsburgh, you got Baltimore, you got uh, uh, the Jets, you got New England. um, You're talking about those are some tough teams uh, that are probably going to make the playoffs. And if I'm Jeff Fisher, and I'm thinking. Hey, I'm I'm 5 and 3. I got a chance. Why not bring a Randy Moss onto your onto your team if you can keep him in check for eight games uh and get into the playoffs, you know? Th- that could make break a break of difference
2: yeah. on, on on the season, so. But you have to look at that too. I bring him in he tear up my whole team just for eight more games, which I got to look at. Bringing him in is that is that going to be my Super Bowl um person I'm bringing to help a get or is that just going to get us to the playoff? There's there's two different ways you got to look at that because I don't think bringing Randy in going to put them in the Super Bowl. Because Baltimore is too good out there. And then you got the Jets. You know, I think the Jets were. But then, like you say, you got Pittsburgh. You got, I well, think it's – I want to pick them up to harm my team, not the end of this year like this. I
3: you think know. if they don't pick them up, they don't make the playoffs. And, uh, you know, I think you're going to have to have uh, – not only the the coaching staff but you're gonna to have to have some of the team probably stoke Randy's ego a little bit to say, hey man, we need you here. Uh we need you to do everything we everything you can, whether that's drawing double teams, drawing triple teams. You know, right now I'm you know, I looked uh, online that uh the um the Titans, you know, they are uh twenty sixth in, in the league in passing yards per game. And yeah, but- but I'm tell you what though, if you and they're tenth in the rushing, so you you put him out on the field, uh, teams aren't going to be able to line up and go eight in the box and go yeah. after Chris Johnson. They're going to have to respect the fact that Randy Moss still is ha- has some pretty good speed and is a very good deep threat. And I think that's going to open up not only the running game a little bit, but it'll also open up the passing game. And I think it could get them over the hump. Now, you asked me that question. Do I think it's going to help them get into the playoffs or do I think I'm going help, to help them gonna win the Super mm-hmm. Bowl? Yeah, I don't think they're going to be a Super Bowl team, but I think you're not a Super Bowl contender uh, unless you make the playoffs. Yeah. And if you make the playoffs, anything can happen.
2: Look at the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. but what you say is you got to stroke Randy Eagle, and Randy needs balls, you know. He needs the ball him. Tennessee's not a throwing team. They're not going to be. They're not going to take the, the ball out of – Chris Johnson, I, I, I can't see it. Yeah. I can't see Randy getting ten balls a game, Brett. I can't see it.
3: I agree, but I think you know um, you've basically been traded and released, you know, twice in the same season. Right. I think if if <laughs> that's not a wake up call for you, if you're Randy Moss, that your act's getting a little bit old, and maybe you need to keep that in check, and then maybe this is his last opportunity. Because I tell you what. If he goes and, and does something silly down in
2: Tennessee, I don't see him having a job next year. I, and, and that's why I don't disagree with you because look at players do that. They know somebody out there going to pick them up. Am I right? Somebody going to pick them up, even if it's a good team or a bad team. Somebody going to pick them up, one, maybe because it's ticket sales, you know. Two, because, you know, he can still do a little something team. Like, we can probably work with him. Somebody out there, unless the, uh, somebody in the NFL all is going to say, we're done with Randy, that's the way he's not going to get picked up.
3: Yeah, well, I think, you know, uh, in the NFL, it's such a competitive environment. You're talking about, um, talking about from a coaching standpoint, mm-hmm. I- coaches are looking for every single angle that they can to win a ball game. Sure. And, you know, if I'm Jeff Fisher, I'm thinking, you know, hey, I can probably keep I can keep Randy Moss's ego in sure. check, and I can, I, you know, and you're gonna take that you're gonna take that risk. And you're check absolutely that. right, but I'm just saying, if I think, you know. You get traded because you you go into a little post game rant, then you get released because you go into a post game mm-hmm. rant. You do the same thing, and it might be strike three. That might be strike three.
2: I-, I can't see it because, like you say, he still can play and can still do some things to help a team. You know, he could have went to Chicago and helped Chicago. Look how know? many
3: look how many teams
2: passed on him when they when they put him on waivers. You yeah, know? but yeah, remember those teams that passed on like young team like the Ram, they don't want that there with that young quarterback. You know.
3: Yeah. Well, and and agree. Somebody's going to pick him up. But I mean, I I think there's more to it than just, you know, are you going to play? I mean, I think athletes still want the fans to like them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how you get your endorsements. That's how you, you know, that's I think, you know, they're all about going out there and getting the cheers. I don't think fans are going to respect Randy Moss if he can't learn to, to to to
2: turn his act around just a little bit. So, Well, I listened to the commentator on ESPN, Chris Carter, say, you know, you got to get Randy the ball. You got, if Randy's not in my offense and, and somebody else open, why am I going to force the ball to Randy just to make Randy happy? to run down the field every time, you know. It's just not fair. Either you're going to do your job and get paid for you do or you're not. I can't keep babying you and say, you know, Randy, uh, like, you know, Childa said, he ain't going to sit there and give Brett no kiss and say you're doing a great job, you know. He he was making that comment because Brett, like, you know, I just want to no know I did. You're an athlete. You're making $16 million a year. Why do you need – I need you, Brett, to tell me I'm doing a good job. Yeah,
3: I hear you, man. I think, uh, you know – You talk about, you know, the difference between, say, a Larry Fitzgerald and you talk about a Randy Moss. I mean, you think Larry Fitzgerald is happy with what's going on in Arizona right now, but you know what, every time you talk to the guy, every time you hear him on TV, radio, what have you, do you ever hear him say one negative thing? He talks about, you know, I'm just doing what I can to help my team. So, you know, Randy don't – and I guarantee you Larry Fitzgerald ain't happy with the situation. But it's his public uh, persona of – this is what is the right thing to say, whether I believe it or not, and Randy Moss needs to, to take a little lesson, I think.
2: And, and I agree with you on that, but what you say was somebody always with the athletes, you know, I ain't think nobody picked T.O. up. You know, there's always going to be one of those teams that think they're going to, you know, oh, he's going to get us um, one or two more wins, and maybe we can get over that hump, or, you know, we look like Tennessee, thinking Randy, you know, will he work out? I think he will because this is his third team in the one year. You know, but after next year, they bring him back, I think it's going to be the same thing. And, like, you know, when we come back from break, I want to talk you about T.O. and Ocho. That's not working out now. Did you see that game where they are, you know, you know? Yeah, who's I, getting the balls now? So,
3: <laughs> you know, it's, I, I, it's
2: something that you can't keep babying, you know, if you got, you know, like with T.O. with Dallas, you know, Whitman, when he was getting the ball all the time, T.O. was getting mad. But he was open. It ain't like, you know, I'm just throwing it there, but he's open and you win him.
3: Exactly. But I think uh, in today's environment it's win now and let's worry about next year next year. And I think, you know, uh, one of the reasons why the the Titans organization took the chance, rolled the dice, picked up Randy Moss is is you know, we've got eight games left, we gotta make the playoffs and you know, if we make the playoffs I have a job again next year. And, you know, may not win the Super Bowl, but I'm talking about job security. I'm talking about giving the fans, you know, more seats in the, and more more jersey sales, more this, more that. And I think that's really what it boils down I'm to. I'm glad
2: what you said. That not that what Minnesota did, Brett? Absolutely. They did the same. It's winning now. Absolutely. Let's keep running. Let's ride Randy in and, you know, and, and, and bring Brett back and let's win now. We care about. But you got to, like you say, sooner or later, Travis got to get some plays. I mean, if... Do yeah. you care about later?
3: Well, I think if you're Brad Childress, you don't care about next year because I don't think next year is going to happen. Well, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Brad, Well Brad out of there, you're right about that one. He's gone. So, <laughs> but when we come back, you know, I'm gonna put um, me and my guest, Brett, on the spot again. Brent, I'm sorry, I'm talking about Brett Farr again. Uh, about Ocho Cinco and Chad. How's Batman and Robin doing out there in Cincinnati? This is James Loving, hosting Loving That Fourth Thought.
4: to the pros we, we cover, everything. cover everything
1: let your voice be heard voice america sports
0: are you a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with kwame lassiter formerly with the arizona cardinals san diego chargers and st louis rams kwame's got the experience so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on kwame lassiter's sports talk it's on the voice america sports network every tuesday at 9 a.m pacific time noon eastern time get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports that's kwame lassiter's sports talk on the voice america sports network Get ready to talk sports.
2: this is Dave Lovin. I'm back, host of Loving on Sports Talk, and we got my br- guys Brent, still here in the studio, and we we's getting a little, little heated on that last segment, Brent, weren't we? Yeah. Well, you know what? It's like, uh,
3: <laughs> you know, there, there's definitely a, you got your people out there that got the egos, and I think you know if you're if you're an athlete, you're definitely going to have to have you know a little bit of an ego to be an athlete, yeah. you know, to to excel in on a you know kind of a world class stage, but. Uh, you know, I think there's a difference between, like I said, you know, the, the, the Randy Mosses of the world and the, the Chiyos and the Ocho Cincos, yeah. you know, when you're talking about comparing them to, say, somebody like, a, you know, a Larry Fitzgerald yeah. or, a, you know, an Andre Johnson or somebody that uh, knows they have the ability but uh, they go out and just play and, 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 and their game speaks for itself. They don't have to have all the antics on the sideline and, and, and off the field.
2: Well, yeah, and, and I agree with you, and that's why I want to, you know, actually, like, um, you say you have all these egos and all like that. It's players, you know, that wants the ball, love the ball, but there's going to be a point in time that you got to look at and say, you know, am I mad because, um, you know, we're working together at a place, and, you know, you're doing more work than me. The boss giving you more paperwork to do. Am I going to be mad about that? Like, you know, I would want to bring up Ocho Cinco and uh, T.O. You know, T.O. getting more balls now. And Ocho Cinco, the last game I just seen when I was still playing Pittsburgh, he got upset. You know what? You know, but if you double coverage, well, I'm going to force the ball on you and TO open, you know. So are these players right or wrong? Is Ocho Cinco wrong for, for getting mad or, or what?
3: No, absolutely. I'm, I mean,. E- Again, you you're, you you know, Ocho was the man in Cincinnati, and now you bring in uh, T.O. and you talk about all the, we can do all this together, and it's all happy and right. good. And then, you know, we're talking about being in the Super Bowl, you know, two months ago. And now we're talking about two and six record, and, you know, Ocho Cinco ain't getting the balls anymore, and T.O.'s, you know, kind of making the highlight reel and getting a few touchdowns, and, uh, that's two egos that, that well, aren't going to work together well, too
2: well. Well, let me try and relate this to people who like, say don't really know about football, but, you know, we had a job, and you're getting all the work done, but we're still getting this raise, you know. I'm okay with it. If T.O. is catching our ball, if we winning, I'm okay with it, Right.
3: Yeah, I think that you said it right on the head though, if we're winning. And, yeah, and, we were. and we're not winning. We're two and six right now and we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> we got Pittsburgh, we got Baltimore in our division and we got Cleveland. And we we we're 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 way behind. We ain't catching up. We ain't going to playoffs. We ain't yeah. doing nothing. And now you're talking about I ain't catching balls and I ain't scoring touchdowns and, you know, I uh, yep. I got reality
2: shows and I got TV contracts yeah. and I I'm, I'm, uh, am I need my name in the spotlight. But the game wasn't over with. I mean, it was marching the win and, you know, even teo acted fool that game and he was like, you know, and I caught a little, bit uh, you know. teo was yelling at the quarterback talking about, why you keep throwing me the ball? But see, I think he was just doing that for Ocho Sinker, He was mad, you know. Ocho Sinker walked off the field. You're on my team. I'm a coach. You walk off, you're done. You I don't care how much a superstar you are. There's somebody out there that want to play, you know, make probably making less more money, you know. But like I said, if Ocho get mad and he want to get off that team, somebody go pick him up, right? Oh, absolutely. So you wanna, yeah. what? If
3: Ocho, if T.O., if Randy Moss, you know, right. Somebody will pick him up. Somebody think they can put there. You go and check. But you know, the reality of it is, is you know, they're really those three guys for the most part are pretty much knuckleheads. I mean, fantastic. You know, athletes uh, talented more than I could ever even you know imagine, but they 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 they, they their egos are, are bigger than the team.
2: Well, Brent, um, right. and, and I agree with that egos you got egos, but see, as um society, you want to say, society of fans, they make that ego on there. Am I wrong or right? They bring that on. But my, my point I want to make is, we look at what these players do on the field and off the field. We go, oh, what they doing that? We hate them, but. You know, when they don't feel they act a the fool, we we like to see that. You know, everybody was – you know, I go back to basketball when Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, you act a fool, didn't he? But people went to go see that. People went to go see um, T.O. when he scored a touchdown, what he's going to do. I'm right. Yeah. Ocho Cinco got acting a fool, you know. People see that, and that's why they react that way, players, you know. And you agree? Yeah,
3: I agree. I think, though, that, you know um – I think the measure of a man is is you know hey what's our record? you know what i mean it's if we're six and two, you know I should be acting the same way as if i'm two and six. I should be going out there being as professional, you know lacing them up, trying my hardest um you don't go you don't go be be little your your quarterback or the other running backs or wide receivers or whoever it may be on the sidelines it's just It's just crazy
2: but and I go back to what I'm saying. I agree with you. That's the real world. That's, That's how we real world. the real world. You're right. I hear but you. But the world that goes in, the player thinking, hey, you get rid of me, I'm going to go make Timmy at another team, you know?
3: Yeah, I hear you. But I think, you know what, there's one thing about, you know, fans going to watch uh, a Dennis Rodman to be entertained uh, if your team's winning. And yeah. I think there's another thing to see what, uh, you know, T.O. is going to do crazy after he scores right. a touchdown if your team's winning. Win. But when you're 2-6, and six, or 1-7 in seven like you are in Dallas, you need to just strap it up, be humble, and get out there and, and, and play your hardest. And, and, you know, the I think in this day, especially in this economy, when you got, you know, the average fan, you know, cost them an arm and a leg to right. go actually attend a football game – they want to see you trying your hardest And they don't want to see you complaining about Oh, I didn't get, you know, ten catches this ball game I got, you know, I got two balls thrown at me And I didn't catch one that, yeah, It is what it is right. Go out there and play hard um, Let us, you know, if we're going to go out there And spend 500 bucks to take our family to a ball game Go out there and give us your best effort
2: Yeah, and, and and I agree with you on that too But what players do on the field, you know And then when they go and do something off the field bad You know, they hate you, you know, but I'm I'm kind of so, you know, a disappointed player when they do stuff on field, like a T.O. yelling at the coach in the face on on field, you know. I mean, on the field, you know. You know, that's not, no respect. But you had a Michael Vick that did something off the field but never had no problems on the field. But people hate him. But look how he's playing. He's, I mean, he's he's doing great now, but people still hate him from off the field. But you should you hate these players? Like a Randy Moss, what they're doing. A Brett Favre, he's taking his team through this, you know. and.
3: I think, though, and you're right. I think Michael Vick, um, you know, deservedly has some people not liking him and, like you said, hating him. But I also do think that, you know, uh, the public, the general public as a whole is very forgiving. And I think if Michael Vick, uh, he's shown, I think, in my opinion, he's shown since he's been back on the football field that he he's saying all the right things. He seems to be doing all yeah. the right things. And I think that uh, in time he will get past that. Um, and uh, you talk about you know your tos and you talk about your rainy Mosses and and all that. Uh, th- they they constantly go back to what they know and what they know is is if I act a fool, I'm going to get the attention. But the and
2: fans and, love that, but they don't love Michael. But isn't that though wrong? I mean, weird though.
3: But I don't think the fans love it today when you're two and six. And I think that <laughs> Michael Vick. Yeah. Uh, is winning people back over slowly, but surely, yeah. I mean, a year ago, I thought the guy was a bum, and I thought you know crazy, and who 's yeah. going to take a chance on him, but you know what, just like we talked about it, and you know what he he, uh, he deserves a second chance he yeah. absolutely deserves a second chance he 's making the most of it you know he's uh, he 's having a f- you know really i was kind of looking at his numbers right now he 's sixty one percent on the year, passing uh, efficiency. Yeah. Seven touchdown passes, and really he's played four games. You know, you're talking about you know, over 1,000 yards over those four games. You spread that out over the right. course of a, a full season. We're talking 4,000 yards passing. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And, and seven touchdowns with no interceptions. You know, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And you know what? He's saying all the right things, doing all the right things. And I think if he continues to walk down that path, I think people will forgive him. And I think, you know, there's always going to be the, 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 the ones that we're going to hold against him forever. But, uh, you know what, if, if, if T.O. would have turned him act around and... and, and you know, kind of taking the path that Michael Vick's taken, I think people would embrace TL but I think yeah. they get sick of his, his his act, and I think it's getting a little tired. Uh, same with Randy
2: Moss. Well, well, I think so too. But I think as we look at um, sports news, because I, I, I I'm I'm one of one of those person too. You look at the news, there's always something bad. You look to see what's bad. You look at sports, you look and see what player has done something wrong. You know, we look at that. You know, what I rather you know look at the player that's doing good like a Michael than trying to see what Theo done or who he yelled at but uh, people look at trying to see who who's going to act am it, i right
3: it's our society it's and you, our if you stop and think about when you turn on the news what what what, what gets attention it's yeah. something negative, something always negative. Always. it's always it's it's the economy it's right. uh, this player did that or you know or, or killer or something absolutely it's never like you know so and so went and helped out at the old folks yeah. home or uh, it's always this player killed right. this player or robbed that person or this person did that, and, and it's always something negative, and that's, uh, you know, it's sad, but it's yeah. true. That's so.
2: right, because I look at sports, and I'm like, okay, what's the breaking news? Who not done something wrong? You know, and that's what first thing I focus on. Okay, that's what I'm, you know, and I'm not looking at the good thing when they see the players out there reading to the kids or yeah. their charity. We we look past that. We're always looking for something bad. Who who got in trouble or who try to get out or absolutely. What, Be- because
3: it, it 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 creates a little bit of controversy. Right. You're always going to have somebody on this side. You're always going to have somebody on that side. I, to this day, you still got people that support Michael Vick and say he didn't do anything wrong whatsoever. It's just a cultural thing that that's why he did dog fighting and that's yeah. what happened to those animals. And the the other side that are he's the worst person in the whole world. So uh, I think when situations like that happen, uh, it, it creates friction. I mean, right. it's, it's politics. I mean, you got the Republicans, you got the Democrats. You got mm-hmm. yeah,
2: we, you do things wrong. And know you do things wrong, and and we're but, right, and you're wrong, and it's it's, but it's crazy. Nude. And like I say, people pay that thousand dollar tickets just to go see a Tio actor fool and a, and a Ocho Cinco actor fool. I mean, you know, we look for the next day. Okay, what they gonna do wrong? Or we're like looking what, at now how how Randy gonna react with, with Tennessee. You know? Yeah. I think though, um, if if
3: you're a fan going to the game, um, you. you it might be entertaining for a few minutes, but I think it, it gets tired. I think it gets old. And 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 if you're you know if you're in Arizona if you're in Arizona and you're watching the situation in in Minnesota and you're watching the Randy Moss go crazy on TV and right. rant about how he coaches don't appreciate him and I really wish I was back in New England. Yeah, that's entertaining because right. uh, you know it is what it is. It's oh, it's Randy being Randy. You know, T O, cool. It's Ocho being Ocho. And uh, um, I think you know. Society as a whole is very forgiving, as long as you take the necessary steps and win it. Winning. And, and well, and, and winning winning too, Absolutely
2: and right. Look at, look at how the society changed to Kobe. Kobe started winning championships. Everybody forgot about Kobe, right? nobody yeah. forgot about Kobe, Kobe yeah.
3: I, you know me, James. I'm not a Kobe
2: fan. What <laughs> so well? So. I'm not a Kobe fan. Either, but I'm a Lakers fan now, only because my friend Theo's on there. Yeah, I hear you. I I'm, hear you. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, society forget when when they you know start winning, and when they start winning, they're gonna forget, like you say. Um, but winning does, but winning as
3: long as you're walking down that path. Right. Kobe's doing the right things. Michael's doing the right things. To's and the Randys
2: not doing the right things. Well, this is James. Love. We're gonna take a break, and we'll come back with my guest Brent. We're gonna talk a little college football. So get ready. Can't wait to hear that. This is James Love and Hilton. Loving that sports talk.
1: foreman tuesdays at 2 p.m eastern 11 a.m pacific on the voice america sports channel
4: it's more than a sports show tune in every friday for end of the bench with tony bowie tony knows and does it all whether it's sports business or politics the discussion all comes to focus in one place you'll hear from the personalities as well as the everyday people each bringing their own perspective to the discussion This is a weekly forum that you'll want to be a part of. End of the Bench with Tony Bowie airs live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
0: And the Voice America Sports Network.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports.
1: Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to
2: the show. This is James Loving. I'm back hosting Loving That Sports Talk with my guest, Brent. Um... Just before we get into um, college football, I got a text, Sam. You know, he's doing a great job talking about Randy Moore, but he needs that chemistry with um, Brady. He had Brett, Brett Fart. So, you know, my guest, Jan, out there listening, thank you for that text. And, uh, you know, you want to comment on that, Brett? No, uh, I'll leave it alone, man. <laughs> I'll leave it alone. <laughs> so, Jan, that one was for you, you know. But um, we want to talk about um, college football. We're going to go to um, Cam Newton, um, Auburn player, quarterback. Apparently he's with Florida. Uh, he was sitting behind um, Tebow. Um, he didn't want to, you know, keep waiting on Tebow, so he tra- he transferred out yep. to a junior college. Then while was at that junior college, um, Mississippi was a state. Look, yeah, Mississippi, Mississippi state, state, and yeah. um, all these other schools wanted him for a scholarship. So the thing going around is um, his father. They took two hundred thousand dollars money to get him to go to Auburn. Now my question, to you, Brent, you know, I, I I know my opinion, but I want to hear your, you know, I, I don't think we we'll agree this time. Um, is it like they just, because he's doing great right now, um, they're trying to get everything out on him, then one with a Heisman, or is it really true? Well, let's go back to what we were talking
3: about in the last segment is that what are we talking about right now? We're talking about the negativity things. The I mean, negativity. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and and, and yeah. it's all over. And I'm up like at <laughs> 2 in the morning and looking at, like, what did they say? What did their dad say? You know, so you're right.
3: We're not talking <laughs> about how Cam Newton went out and uh, was helping the Girl Scouts. We're talking about all the bad things <laughs> he did. You know what I mean? So. Uh, I guess anything that's controversial is probably worth uh, worth talking about. And that's kind of why we're sitting here right now. But, uh, you know, do I think that Cam Newton is getting all the attention that he's getting because of the season that Auburn's having and the season that he's having and the Heisman talk um, and uh, all these allegations that are coming out? Do I think that's the reason why? Absolutely. Um, You know, uh, I think if... uh, we I think we talked about this uh, last time I was on your show a couple yeah. you know six weeks ago or whatever it was. Um, do I think players are, are getting money and getting paid? Absolutely. Do I think it's wrong? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it is what it is. Um, uh, and I think you know, uh, six weeks ago nobody even heard of Cam Newton who he was, right. and now that he's he's having the success he's having, uh, it's
2: it's it's coming to light. So you think like once a player start making a name, I mean. There's things players do in college. I know I you know, when I was at Wyoming, you know, I ain't there no more, they won't get in trouble, but the soda machine guy that came against soda, he will getting them free soda. We've given him tickets. Every player do something to get something, you know, we will get soda. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? I yeah. you know
3: I think it it's kind of like uh, you know, you're talking about somebody who who's who shoplifting a you know, a banana from the grocery store. Yeah. You're talking about somebody that's ripping off a you know, a... automobile, you know, the crime has to fit the, you know, or the punishment has to fit the crime, I should say. And, you know, so is it, you know, if you want to walk down that moral path, yeah, it's wrong no matter what you do, whether you take, you know, something small or something big. um, But, you know, it's definitely prevalent. It's definitely out there. And, you know, I'm of the firm believer that, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. So I'm, you know, uh, he, something probably ain't right, and there's probably his version, there's probably the other side's version,
2: and the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. Do you think he's getting a raw deal, though? I mean, with all the publicity now. like you say, before, before he started winning, you know who he was. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know who this guy was. I'm more of, you know, the players for, I hate to say this, and hope they bleep this out, Nebraska players. I know that's your team. That's why you want to say that. But, you know, players like Nebraska making make them names every year. Then you have Cam come out one year that's front runner for Eisen. I mean, she'll win it, but, and then you want to smear them, you know? It's like, uh, what is it? Just.
3: Well, you think it's a smear or do you think there's some truth to it, though? So that's
2: what I, I would think, say. I think there's some truth to it, why come out now? You know, it was just like Brett Favre with that lady. Two years later, she come out with said he got pictures and yeah. sent her pictures. Why come out now, you know?
3: I don't understand the timing of it uh, with Brett Favre because, you know, I, I think that probably could have happened when he was still with the Jets, or even right. last year when he came back with Minnesota. So, I don't understand the timing of that. But again, when there's smoke, there's fire. And do I think right. Brett Favre is probably, you know, somewhat guilty of something that we've heard? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And do I think Cam Newton is somewhat guilty of something that we've heard? Probably. You know, I watched him on um, on the interview this morning, and you know, he's, he gets up there and he's kind of got that little half smile saying. We're talking about something from three months ago, not six months ago, not a year ago. We're talking about something from two years ago, and I'm not going to sit here and say whether I did it or whether I didn't do it. Um, I'm, I'm not going to discuss it. It's a non-issue. It doesn't affect me, yada, 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 so forth and so on. You know what? If you didn't do it, why don't you come out and say you didn't do it? So do I think, uh, do I think he des- he's, he's, it's, it's getting the attention that it deserves? Yeah, probably so.
2: Yeah, I definitely do too. We only got like three minutes. I want to get a couple of things out. One is, uh, I am doing um, starting next week. Um, I'm doing a, a contest, answer sports quiz. Where if you answer one quiz, local Arizona only, you answer the quiz. I'm be giving away five turkeys or hams for people. You know, call in guests, and that be at the number eight 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 three four six nine one four four. So you call in on the show, you know, get to talk, you know. I'm um, definitely when we do the um, contest, I'll do it on the the 17th. I have more. I'll check my website, Loving That Sports Talk. Send me an email, loving talk at yahoo dot com. Uh, maybe I'll have you on the guest and We can do the questions together and ask people. Um, we're giving out the free turkey local, and then um, you know, I thank uh, all my listeners. Amy and Candace um, out in um, North Carolina helping out NFL players. A man out in uh, Wichita, Kansas, my locals, you know, all here, Arizona, and um,
3: yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, tomorrow's Veterans Day. A big shout out to everybody who's serving in the armed forces, who's uh, who gets a little bit of enjoyment out of this show, and uh, and uh, thank you for what you do, and uh, we appreciate uh, the sacrifices you make for the country, and uh, we're glad to sit here and talk sports. Hope
2: it brings a little bit of a light to your day. And I was talking with Michelle, and she was telling me about um. Uh, a shelter home, um, Mother Mary, Mother Mary, or something that need food dry. So I'll get more information on that from her and we'll definitely get a food dry going out there. You know, there's a lot of people out there that need help and we're out here to help them. I'm definitely willing to help. Uh, give yeah. me a call on the show if you need me to do anything, get anything out, or, you know, Brent, and before we go out, I want everybody to know what you do out here in Phoenix.
3: No, I'm, uh, I'm involved in the local real estate market, James. I'm uh, specifically involved a lot with the short sales right now, helping families with that. So, uh, rewarding work, um, but I'm glad to have a little break and talk some sports with you as well, yeah. too.
2: And definitely come back on the show again, Brent. And uh, uh, this is James Loving. Hope to another show of Loving s Talk. And thank all my listeners. And see you next week.